From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Daniel Sellerson. D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra. Yeah. And the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Daniel Salerson. Welcome into the best of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson. The Pelicans are back on the road after a brief stint at home as they will start a three-game road trip on Sunday against the Phoenix Suns. The Saints are getting set for primetime Sunday night when they host the Dallas Cowboys on NBC. We had a lot of great guests on this week. Today we are going to replay three big interviews that happened on Thursday and Friday. On Thursday, John DeShazer spoke with Dan Patrick of the Dan Patrick Show and NBC's Football Night in America, where he previews Sunday night's game. John also sat down with UFC heavyweight fighter Daniel Cormier, who toured the Saints practice facility on Thursday as well, and was nice enough to chat with John about his beloved Saints and when his next fight might take place. Our last interview today will be Good Morning America's Robin Roberts, who called in yesterday and talked with our Rob Nice. So three tremendous guests for you, and they start next as Dan Patrick kicks off the show in 60 seconds. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and pick the games you want to watch at the newly renovated New Orleans Arena. With our five-game flex plan presented by Mannings, we have a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $45 and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. And with the purchase of every plan, you'll receive a free $25 Mannings gift card while supplies last. Visit Pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. The Pelicans are your NBA team, and Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is your M-Life Resort right here on the Gulf Coast. Featuring 1,740 luxuriously appointed rooms, exquisite award-winning dining choices, a championship-caliber golf course, and all the amenities you've come to expect from MGM Resorts International, Beau Rivage is the only true resort experience you'll find in the South. You belong at the Beau. Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is proud to be a sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. You're listening to the best of the Black and Blue Report. Most of you know him from his radio show every morning and on NBC's Football Night in America. Dan Patrick called into the show on Thursday to talk a little Saints-Cowboys with our John DeShazer. Dan joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. And we see in Dan's background, we, look, we have to look at the bios, obviously, because we, you know, we got to know, we gotta know the, uh, the, the whole 411 or 911 or whatever 11 it is nowadays. <laughs> And we see Emmy winning sportscasters. So myself and producer Dan, you know, just just so you know, Dan, we are kind of in the kneeling position. You know, we we are, you know, game recognizes game or radio recognizes radio. So, you know, we are um, paying our homage. Now we know that you have your nationally syndicated radio show, and we also know you did, you know, have done a bunch of TV. Now, just because we're on radio, we're not expecting you to to lean that way. But which one do you like the most? I've always liked radio because I think it's uh, probably the best form of what we do as far as if you're a sports writer or you're on TV. It's more interactive. If I say something on radio, I'm creating something for you. I don't show it to you visually, so I'm letting you use your imagination. 
And also, you can contact me if you tweet or you email or you call. So there's an immediate uh, relationship, reaction to it, one way or another. And I, and I like that. If there's a columnist who writes something, you can't respond to him right away. And if you're on TV, you can't call in to respond to somebody. So radio has been in my family, and um, it's something that I could give up TV. I would always want to keep doing radio. Wow. Now, that's that's pretty strong. I mean, you know, I'd like to get to TV, I guess, like you or, or somewhere in that, <laughs> or, or <laughs> somewhere in that vicinity. But we also noticed now Dan People was a third-team All-Ohio basketball player. Now, I'm not going to call out the year because I don't want to put any age on it, but, Dan, do you still have any game? Uh, if you leave me open, uh, I can still shoot, but uh, nobody leaves me open, so I'm, I'm probably not the best teammate to have and never known for my passing or my defense. But uh, had a moment there where, uh, you know, I could shoot a little bit, but uh, those, those days are few and far between. You know, now one of the things I do like, I love your role at Sports Illustrated. You know, you get the questions and you ask them, and, and sometimes you get some pretty frank answers um, from these athletic personalities. Do you enjoy that, and, and do you pretty much get the unvarnished truth from most of these, most of these guys? Well, I feel like I'm representing the audience, the fans, and I don't want to waste their time, no matter if I'm on TV, radio, or Sports Illustrated. What am I getting? What do you want to hear? Will I ask the question? I think everybody assumes that we're just friends. You know, you're, you're not going to ask the tough question, or if I am friends with you, I won't ask you a tough question. That's not the case. I think uh, the, the friendlier I am with you, probably uh, the more likely that I'll ask you a tougher question. But I, I, I don't, my allegiance loyalty is not to that person I'm talking to. It's to the fans to give them something that they'll be talking about, uh, that they'll say, oh, I heard this on Dan's show, or I read this in Sports Illustrated, or I saw it on Football Night in America. That's my job. And if I don't do that, then uh, I didn't serve the audience. Okay. Now, I know most of our listeners obviously identify with you nowadays from the, the Dan Patrick Show on Premier Radio Networks. However, we are going to talk to you a little bit about uh, your role at uh, Football Night in America, and especially uh, this Sunday night's game, uh, Saints against the Cowboys, two first-place teams, uh, both of them having a little bit of struggle lately. Uh, what are you looking for coming in this game? And, and, and actually – the Monday night game with Miami and Tampa Bay, you know, with <laughs> with the backdrop with that story, would you rather have Saints-Cowboys or would you rather have Dolphins-Buccaneers? Oh, Saints-Cowboys. If I got to uh, televise the off-the-field with uh, Tampa and Miami, they're far more interesting off-the-field than on-the-field. But as far as uh, Saints, Saints-Cowboys is going to be a big audience because you got America's team. Saints always do well, especially they're at home. Uh, I thought the Jets would beat them this past week. Uh, the Saints are just different on the road, and I, I think the Jets coming off being blown out. Now you have the Saints losing going home, and I expect them to beat the Cowboys. Cowboys have been enigmatic. You're not quite sure what you're going to get. Um, I, I don't know if they're a. I don't know if they know how good they are. I think the Saints realize a little bit of defense is going to go a long way with that offense, and I expect them to be you know, one of the two or three best teams in the NFC by the end of the year. Dallas, I'm not quite sure. They always feel like an 8-8 eight and eight team, whereas the Saints, you know, strike me as 10-6, and 11-5. And, and I think that's the big difference between these two. Plus, the Saints at home on that car- uh, carpet, uh, just a different, a different team. Yeah, now, we're not always exactly sure of the national perception of the Saints. What What is your perception of the Saints, especially with Sean Payton coming back this year? I mean, it seems like such a stark difference, obviously, from last year. 
Well, I, I think the defense part of it is is uh, a bigger difference than Sean. Sean, look, he's the highest paid coach in the league. He should be good, and he should have an impact. But having a defense there, and even if you have an above-average defense with all these offenses that are great, you have a chance to do something really special. And the Saints offense, we've always bought into that. Now you have a little bit of a defense there, maybe a little bit more than we thought, and you know that. That, to me, is what, what has been the difference maker here. I, I believe there's that symbiotic relationship between Sean and Drew, and then you have all of those weapons. Well, if, if Sproles is healthy, Jimmy Graham's healthy, if Colston's healthy, I mean, if I start with that, I, I, got, a, I got a pretty good chance to put up at least 28 points on you. They never bought into the running game, and um, I guess that that's the surprising part of it. I still think there's... That's a facet that is underrated in football now. Aside from Adrian Peterson, nobody really buys into the running game. I think at some point in the, in the season and in the playoffs, you're going to have to be able to run the football a little bit. I'd like to see a little bit of that with the Saints. Love Sproles, one of my favorite players. Uh, Jimmy Graham we had on a couple of weeks ago, and uh, can't wait to have him on again. Breeze, I remember running. I thought he was a Peyton Manning type quarterback the way he ran Joe Tiller's offense at Purdue. Um, am I surprised he's this good? Yes, I am. But uh, you know, fun offense, but that defense is what I think will be the, the difference maker. If they're going to be a Super Bowl team, it won't be because of the offense. It'll be because they finally have a little defense. And speaking of the defense, the backdrop there would be that uh, Rob Ryan, defensive coordinator here this season, was fired in Dallas last season. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it you know, being scapegoated or whatever you want to term it as, but he certainly seems to have found a niche with the Saints defenses here. Yeah, and sometimes you want that guy with a chip on his shoulder. And, uh, you know, it doesn't take much to get any of the Ryans to uh, have a chip on their shoulder. And we've seen what Rex has done with the Jets, a little chip on his shoulder, lame duck, rookie quarterback, don't have any weapons, that's okay. Nobody believes in us, we'll show you. And I think Rob's doing the same thing. But he's taking over the worst defense statistically in the history of the NFL. You got it. I mean, they have no place to go but up. But I think now we're seeing that uh, you know, at least it's a formidable defense, and that's what I want to. That's what I want to hear. You know, the Saints seem to to have some pretty good success under the lights. Um, eleven and two under Sean Payton on Monday Night Football, six and one on Sunday Night Football. The one loss being last season when he actually wasn't here. Is it that some teams seem to to perform better under the big on the big stage under the lights? Well, I think it comes down to coach and quarterback there that you normally find those guys who get up for the moment. They, they enjoy that. Um, uh, and, I, and I think a lot of times when you see these, these teams that are on the, you know, the marquee night or the marquee network, marquee game, it's because they are good. So you can factor that in. Like Thursday night is not usually good football, but then you're not having usually good teams on Thursday night. Whereas Sunday night, we've been very fortunate. We're given great matchups. I'm, you know, we're going to have Peyton Manning against Kansas City Chiefs coming up in two weeks. I expect Peyton to be ready to go in a primetime situation. Uh, Andrew Luck against the Texans on Sunday night uh, came back in the second half. So I, I, th- I don't think it's a coincidence. I think this is just this is who they are, and they, they, they're going to be good no matter what. But you put them in primetime, it seems to bring out a little bit more spark in them. Okay, okay. Now, Dan, one last thing. How much longer can you do what you do? And I'm saying that from a selfish standpoint because I'd like to have your job at some point in time. (laughs) 
was a long line, <laughs> a long line behind you or in front of you. Um, I, I enjoy it now more than I ever enjoyed it. When I was at ESPN, it was just such – I worked so many hours and so many days that I don't, I don't think I really appreciated it. And I wanted to get out to be able to do something I like. I get to host Football Night in America. I'll host the Olympics. And my daily show, I'm doing it – it's three hours. We have fun. I'm with my friends, the Danettes, so, and I'm a mile from my house where we do the show in the man cave. So, you know, when we get done with this conversation in about, you know, four minutes, I'm going to have a beer in my hand and have some wings. You can't, you know, I mean, why would I want to give that up? Wow, you sound like you're in New Orleans, man. It's, it's 12 o'clock somewhere, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't wait for a happy hour somewhere. It's 12 o'clock somewhere. I should change the, uh, the the words in that song. You create your own happy. Okay, well, Dan, we appreciate you joining us here on the Black and Blue. Um, it's always great to have a, an Emmy winner. You know, I keep throwing that out, you know, because I want people to recognize, you know, that we 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 actually get great people here wow. on this show. You know, we we uh, we boost our morale and we and be, we boost our status uh, by having people like you. So we appreciate you so much for joining us here on this show. Well, good luck and uh, thanks for the opportunity to come on and uh, great. It's my wife's favorite town, favorite city, is New Orleans. And uh, she said if she could have a second home, it would be in New Orleans. So whenever we go there, uh, we went for the Super Bowl, brought all the kids. I didn't see her at all during the Super Bowl. She just <laughs> went to, you know, magazine. She went up to the Garden District. You know, she just, she goes. She knows where to go there. Love the food, love the people. So thanks for the opportunity. Are you going to, uh, is she going to be here this weekend or just you? Uh, no, 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 uh, because I'll be in New York. If I was going to be there, guaranteed that she would say, uh, hey, I wouldn't mind going to New Orleans here. Well, so, you know, you guys no, are, she, she won't make the trip. Well, you guys are always welcome to come and spend money and stay in our hotels and buy lots of food and gain weight <laughs> and all the things that we do well here. All right. Well, thank you. Hey, thank you. Good stuff, guys. When we come back, John sits down with UFC fighter Daniel Cormier on the best of the Black and Blue Report. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor, or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice. Actually, what you may like the most is, yes, we have a location near you, expertise and convenience great reasons to choose an auctioner primary care physician to find one near you visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER that's o-c-h-s-n-e-r auctioner healthcare with peace of mind welcome back to the best of the black and blue report we usually try to stick with football and basketball topics but this week we were able to change it up a little bit UFC fighter and Lafayette native Daniel Cormier toured the Saints and Pelicans facility and was nice enough to sit down in Studio B to speak with John DeShazer. If you guys happen to see me uh, walking around the Saints facility 
at this moment right now. I've got my chest poked out a little bit more, and I might smack somebody because uh, I've got somebody who can actually handle my back as opposed to me having to do anything. We've got Daniel Cormier here, uh, a native of uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, went to Northside High, and a, uh, a general bad, you know what, for the UFC, the number two ranked heavyweight. And uh, if you see him in person, folks, don't don't be fooled. He might not look as big as you might think, but uh, I I assure you, you do not want to be grabbing up on him and and have him have him uh, put his hands on you. So, uh, Daniel, what brings you here? We know you're a huge Saints fan. So first, where did that come from, dude? I was born and raised here. Like, I mean, listen, since the great Drew Brees came here, and we hired the great Sean Payton, this Saints movement has been awesome. For all of us that have been here forever, you know that. Yeah. Just all the winning is. It, it. I found myself. We win so much now. I found myself feeling like the Lakers fans. You know how the Lakers fans when the game <laughs> start to kind of sit with their hands behind their head. Dude, we've we've won so much recently that I'm starting to get a little arrogant. You know, so hey, you lose a game now. and it's, uh, God, man, I gotta stop taking it for granted, right? Yeah, stop that. Yeah, now. man. Just it's my hard. whole life growing up in Louisiana, man. Just I love the Saints and uh, I've done a lot of cool things in my life with the wrestling and the Olympics and, and the UFC. But um, this is probably one of the cooler things that I've done. I'm so excited. Now, we got to back this thing up because you know Coach Payton has been into this CrossFit thing real real heavy. I saw that. He's, you he's saw jumping it? on boxes. Yeah, yeah you don't want to fool with him now, huh? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I mean, you know, but, yeah, I mean, Coach is working hard, man. He's, he's, in, he's he, re, he really into CrossFit. It's taking over. Like, I live in California now, so. Yeah. These people are crazy about CrossFit. Yeah. Now, we know you had a, a, a great wrestling career at Oklahoma State. How does that transition you into UFC? I mean, what was that background like? Because obviously, you know, we saw you had a great wrestling career in high school also. Yeah. Uh, only lost really, what, two matches after yeah, your yeah. freshman year yeah, in Oval yeah. because of injuries. So, yes. you know, you, you talk about your wrestling background. Well, wrestling is the best, the best base for mixed martial arts because I can control – uh, where the fights go. Like, if I want to go on the ground, I can go on the ground. If a guy's a good stand-up fighter, I take him down. If a guy's a good ground fighter, I stay up with him. So you're able to completely neutralize your opponent. And it actually makes the fights look kind of easy, when in reality they're not easy, but it's only because I can dictate where the fights take place. Um, I was lucky, man, to just start wrestling when I did and and really develop a passion for the sport. You know, especially being here in Louisiana, most people don't, don't uh, wrestle, you know, it's mm-hmm. football, baseball, and basketball. Obviously, uh, I tried basketball. I was terrible. And <laughs> and I've actually grown in reverse. I used to be taller. Seriously, I'm growing in reverse. Like, I'm getting shorter as I've gotten older. Uh, played football through high school, but then wrestling was my sport, man. I loved it. Yeah. Now, you mentioned, you know, what you do with the, the opponent who stands and with the opponent who's on the ground. What do you do with the opponent like me who would be in the dressing room not coming out? I just collect my checks and go home. <laughs> hey, he forfeited, dude. I'm still taking a win. Make sure you put it on my record. You forfeit, it's still a win. I'm trying to get paid. Uh, now, a little background information for you folks. Daniel was a member of Team USA, uh, the Olympic team in 04. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that experience like? Came came in fourth place. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like for you? Oh, that was, uh, honestly, so far in my athletics career, nothing has matched it. You know, I mean, I fought in Houston uh, two weeks ago. And it was the Toyota Center completely sold out, fought in the co-main event. And it was a great experience walking to the cage to rush. But nothing compares to 100,000 people. And when if you're wrestling for if you're from the U.S. and you're on the United States Olympic team, 
everybody around the world, they go crazy. Mm-hmm. When you watch the opening ceremony, yes, yes. I mean, there's cameras flashing. It's unbelievable, the opening ceremonies. And then walking to the mat, and everybody's screaming, USA, USA. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was something, man. I, I've never felt so much pride than I did when I wrestled in the Olympic Games. I've, I haven't felt anything mm-hmm. like that before. You know, but before we go to Saints, Saints Pelicans, I, I got to ask this. Okay, UFC, how were you guys, how do you remain friends with a dude who just busted up your face? I mean, because I would have harsh feelings. I mean, I, you know, this is a dude who, you know, if I could, I sh- maybe I shouldn't say this, but if I could get him in the parking lot later with a stick, I will probably still not forget what happened in, in, in the in the octagon. See, so there's two things, okay? <laughs> what is the issue of this? You had 15 minutes to beat him up, and he beat you up. So why would you go fight him again? That's the question, right? So being a sore loser is okay. I mean, okay. listen, you're from Louisiana. Uh, well, Georgia, but I've been here for, for you know, uh, yeah, I'm okay, from here Okay, so now. it's in you. So Louisiana's in you. So yes. being a sore loser is understandable. That's how we all are. But I haven't lost yet. So I don't know how I'm going to handle being <laughs> friends with someone else if they beat me. I haven't lost. I haven't gotten beat up. So it's okay for me because I'm always the guy that won. Now, in the beginning of my career, it was very weird because I would fight people and then they would try to add me on Facebook like right afterwards. I don't do that anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I don't know how I'm going to handle uh, if I lose, you know. But listen, I understand you're a sore loser. That's how we are in Louisiana. That's just... Listen, when when the Saints lost to the Patriots, I told everybody that would listen to me that they got cheated. Because I'm not going to admit that they <laughs> lost. There's no way. Why would I ever just admit it? They cheated. And the Jets cheated, too. Uh, that's what we've been saying in yeah, the building, too. they stole Chris Ivory. I hate the Jets. <laughs> now, you, you know, you, you mentioned the Saints, and obviously you've got a great background with them. What were you doing uh, in that magical season, 2009, and what were your feelings? I was sitting at my house in Oklahoma with my T-shirt, same logo, Cormier on the back from NFLshop.com. Dude, I went crazy. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I honestly tell you, the whole time that we just went in all those games, that was unreal. But then to the Super Bowl, yeah. just I'm going to say this to you. The Saints were in the Super Bowl. That's unreal. Like, the yeah. Saints were in the Super Bowl. Like, that doesn't – that wasn't – like, I never thought it would happen. I'll just be honest. Like, I never was going to lose, stop supporting them. But it was never honest. And then – and then – Coach Payton, the man, onside kick after halftime. Listen, there is not a coach in the NFL that would ever have that, to be that, that brave. Takes some guts. That takes that some, takes some guts, yeah. and he did it. Oh man! And then and then the interception return. That was it. That was it. Yeah. At that point, I could start having a few alcoholic beverages. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was celebration time. Okay, now how big a Pelicans fan are you? Are you familiar with the? the, the I am familiar with the upgrades with, yes. and. And nope. they have done well. Okay. But I honestly still think we're a little, they're a little bit of time away, just being objective. Because yeah. I, 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 I will honestly say I don't have not the same connection. Yeah. Well, they're one of the so youngest new, teams in the youngest league. Youngest teams so. in the league, and it's new. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's going in the right direction. I just think there's still – it's maybe one more big man. Because uh, uh, Ryan Anderson yeah. and uh, – he can shoot, but we need another guy down there with uh, Davis to catch rebounds. What do you think about AD? I think he's Real the man. <laughs> I think he's the man. I think Anthony Davis is the man, and yeah. I think, I think uh, him, Holiday, and 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 uh, Gordon are a great nucleus. But I think it's going to take one more big guy to stand under there, take up space, and rebound because the, I mean those guys hanging around the perimeter. 
he'll pull down. Davis will pull down 20 rebounds. Well, yeah. But yeah. you need somebody else down there grabbing the I mean, when you got guys in Houston like Howard and Asik, that's two bigs. To play in the West with those guys, you know, we need one more guy down there uh, playing in the post. Okay, now, you know, if we can't get another big guy and we need some physicality, can we depend on you to come and, you know, join the, the yeah. training staff and kind of teach these guys how to do some things? No, I'll be the Luke Longley of the Pelicans. I'll be in there with my six fouls. I got six fouls to give you. Every night I got six fouls to give six you, hard, Coach. Put me in. I, just, I got six fouls for you, Coach. That's all I got. I, I won't make any shots. I won't make any shots. They're going to take the ball from me every time I get it. But I got six fouls for you, Coach. You know, Reggie Evans does that. He's been in the NBA for 10, 15 years. Yeah, but he's tall, man. I'm 5'10", barely. Reggie Evans is tall, but he got – let me tell you, I got six fouls for you, Coach. I'm Luke Longley. Uh, all right. Now, tell us about your next your next fight. Your next fight. When are you, when are you going to go at it again? Well, I, I'm not sure yet. You know, I just fought a few weeks ago, so they, they usually give me some time. But um, outside of the, the fighting, I, I do uh, TV stuff for Fox, so I'm doing a mm-hmm. lot of TV stuff right now and uh, just kind of focusing on that side of my uh, my career. Mm-hmm. I think I'll fight sometime around March, you know, so there's about a six-month break because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just want to fight around the same time that the rest of the division's fighting because I want a championship, I want a title fight, you know, so, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, that's it. But there's one more thing I kind of want to touch on. EA Sports is doing their first UFC video game. All right. So Saints Nation, go out, Twitter or UFC.com slash cover vote and vote Daniel Cormier to be on the cover uh, opposite of John Jones. Or go on Twitter, hashtag vote Cormier. Uh, just help me get through the first round, guys. Please, come on, who that nation. I'm calling on you. Yeah, I saw John Jones. Have, have you, are you? We are you, just, we are eternal enemies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> John Jones and I are eternal enemies, dude. Seriously, it's bad. We cannot be in the same area. Without like getting into some sort of little argument, it's ridiculous. It's so high school, but it's ridiculous. Oh, that's all we're right. gonna fight though. That's all right. That's, that's why right. I'm trying to fight around the same time he does, so that hopefully after this fight I can get a title shot. Okay, now you mentioned your TV uh, gig with with Fox. Mm-hmm. How are you enjoying that side of it? I love it, man. You know, I get to I get not only do I get to to talk to talk about fights all the time. My job is to sit on set, break down fights. So now my girlfriend doesn't even get to fight with me anymore about watching fights all the time because it's my job. So they send me these DVDs, and there's 40 fights on there to study before the, thing, before the show. So she's all mad at me, like, what are you doing? I'm like, hey, I'm just doing my job. You want me to get paid? I love it. But, you know, it, it takes a lot of time to mm-hmm. actually get and, and get up to date with everybody. Uh, another key is that being at Fox Studios, man, I get to meet some of, like, my favorite people of all time. Like, uh, the other day, I, I sat with Brian Urlacher for 45 oh, minutes. Okay. Just hanging out. He works on Fox Sports Live or yes, Fox Football Daily. Uh-huh. You know, and then uh, Andy Roddick's in there. Uh, Jay Glazer's one of my better friends now. He he uh, he helps me with my training at times. So you get to meet some of the, the, the people that I never thought. Like, in the hotel, I walked the other day, Marshall Falk was just walking in the hotel, and I go, it's Marshall Falk. So I started oh, you, talking you to had, him. I was about to say, you had to I speak did, to him. Now, New Orleans I, guy, you yeah, had to speak to him. Yeah, he's from New Orleans. Yeah. I'm like, this dude is the man. And just like we all work at the same place, you know. So outside of getting to do a job that I like, which is commentate and talk about fighting, I get to meet all these people that when I was wrestling and in college, they were like, you know, professional athletes and crazy, and they're the nicest people, man. Marshall Falk is still that same guy from New Orleans, real nice, real uh, – you can just go up to him and start speaking to him, and he, yeah. he's fine. You know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Now, if you're going to be on that side of it, you know, here's here's the flip side. Of course, now you got to keep your face pretty. You can't you. 
Well, you know, this is those the, TV guys. You, I've hey. been, I've been lucky, man. Like every fight, like after I fought on Saturday, I did TV Wednesday and Friday, Saturday the following week. Really? Yeah, that was bold, man. Because if not, I would have had some bruises. <laughs> but you know, the guy actually said they don't mind when you're beat up, because it shows. You know, I'm not just an analyst. You know, I'm a fighter too. You know, because people kind of get lost in that when they see you just on TV all the time. They think that's your job. Well, my main job is to fight. But I've been lucky enough to uh, to not get beat up. I, I once fought safe, and Dana White let me know about it. Because somebody goes, look at this guy's face. It doesn't look like he fought last week. <laughs> Dana goes, well, did you see his fight? He didn't. <laughs> it was a safe fight. Well, he didn't fight. He just didn't do nothing. So it, it was cool, you know. I like it. All right, all right. Well, folks, that's Daniel Cormier. Now, listen, if if I'm a little chesty in the in the near future, just know that I know a dude who can do some damage to you if you just walk <laughs> up on me and you don't like anything I say or anything I write or something along those lines. You know, I got somebody for you. So, you know, I just I'm just letting you know if you call me, you email me, you text me, whatever it is, you know, I know somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, people always saying, I know somebody. I know somebody who can actually do some damage. Not even I know somebody that knows somebody. I just know him directly. But you get in a fight, bud, you're on your own. I got it. That's my disclaimer. I'm not helping you. It's not what I do. Well, folks, that's Daniel Corrier. We appreciate him joining us here on the Black and Blue Report. We look forward to hearing from him in the future. Follow him on Twitter at? At DC underscore MMA. Instagram at DC underscore MMA. And, guys, we got till Sunday. Hashtag vote Cormier. Vote him on, folks. He doesn't like John Bones Jones, and uh, and they can't stand to be in the same room with each other. Put us on so, the same uh, cover of a, a video. Yeah, put them on the same cover, and let's make this fight happen, I think. Thank All you. right, we appreciate it, Daniel. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Well, John, you're lucky that you have Daniel Cormier in your corner now. I wouldn't want to mess with that guy. We keep the great guest list rolling when we come back. Robin Roberts joins the show. You're listening to the best of the Black and Blue Report. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Are you ready for health care reform? At Blue Cross, we're ready to help. Learn all you can about health care reform at bcbsla.com slash reform. Here you'll find information on tax credits, health insurance options, answers to frequently asked questions, and a handy checklist to help you prepare. Visit us today at bcbsla.com slash reform and get ready. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association and is incorporated as Louisiana Health Service and Indemnity Company. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the best of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson. You can see our next guest every morning on ABC's Good Morning America. And you can also see her in a new NFL commercial talking about her love for the Saints. On Friday, Rob Nice had the pleasure of speaking with Robin Roberts. We are pleased to have a very special guest on the line right now. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, she's a Mississippi native. Uh, Southeastern Lady Lion, where she played basketball. Uh, Emmy Award-winning anchor for ESPN. Pioneered for, for 
all of women who are now in sports uh, from her work behind the desk with, with Sports Center and ESPN. Uh, cancer survivor. And, and what we saw now with this commercial that we have on NewOrleansSaints.com, she is a Saints fan. We have Robin Roberts on the line from Good Morning America. Robin, how are you? Rob, you should have started with Saints fan. Okay. You, you buried the lead. That's that's the headline. Yes. Big, huge Saints fan. Proud of it. I don't know if you know, but we have, we have this big game this weekend with the Cowboys and the Saints. Oh, don't worry. Don't fret no little feeling. Got Cowboys. Oh, come on. I know. I love I love that kind of matchup. Um, two marquee teams. Both are, you know, wrestling with a little inconsistency, uh, inconsistency lately. Um, but it's always good. It's always good. And you think, uh, you think Rob Ryan, you think he's fired up? I, I, I think he is. I, I, I think that he, he, he's been extra focused this week and, and he's been uh, he's been on his job. And, and I'm pretty sure that they'll have some some new what they call wrinkles uh, for, for the go. Saints defense this Sunday uh, against the Cowboys. Now, the Saints are six and two. It's the halfway point in the NFL and they look mm-hmm. to get back on track against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, will you be watching this Sunday? I always watch. Uh, I, I have to tell you, um, last week was tough. You know, because I live in the New York area, so I work with a lot of people who are Jets fans. Uh-oh. And so when I came in, they had a they made me put on a Jets hat, but they wanted me to tweet it. I'm like, I will not be seen wearing anything other than uh, Saints gear. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I really look forward to it. It kind of you know connects me back to home when I was a kid watching the games. Uh, my father was a, um, a you know season ticket holder. Um, Sally Ann, my sister Sally Ann Roberts, her uh, husband who unfortunately passed away uh, from cancer he would go to the games with my dad and I remember one time it like we, we thought for sure the Saints were going to win this particular game and so they headed they left the, the Superdome and they headed to New Orleans East by the time they got home they had lost the game and my dad would love to say oh once again they've snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory the Saints and so to, to have that kind of um uh, history with them, to have suffered with them, but all along the way. And I'm going to tell you, Rob, I never put a bag on my head. I was never an Aints fan. I never did that. Oh, no. But to, to, to see where they have come in recent years and just what they mean uh, to all of us. So even when you're not there in the area anymore, you still follow them. You're, you're still part of who that nation. No matter how successful the team is, you always think back back to those <laughs> days. Uh, and, <laughs> and it's always – you're kind of a little bit surprised that you find Saints fans – outside of the market, just from an internal standpoint? Well, it makes you appreciate what we have now. It, it really does. And it's, you know, they're ours. I know, like, everyone, a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon in, in, in recent years, and that's fine. You know, the more the merrier. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be a hater. But we know who the true Saints fans are. We know who we are. And uh, and you, it, it is kind of hard to forget some of the past, and, and we mean this in an affectionate way. Uh, but I'm just so happy um, for you know Drew Brees has just meant so much, uh, Sean Payton. It, it goes on and on, and I'm just so grateful that the rest of the country is is catching up to what we've known all along, and this, that this is a very special franchise. It was one thing to to be a fan of yourself with, with seeing all the videos and, and all the coverage of, of what you've gone through in the past couple of years. And, and then we see this commercial with the NFL. And, and uh-huh. it, it's on NewOrleansSaints.com if you guys haven't seen it. Uh, but you touch on what you have been going through at the time and, and what you had with you that was a piece of, of, of something to help you get through those tough times was your Saints blanket. And, and when everybody, just around the office and, and around the city, when, when we saw that commercial, 
it was like, oh, okay, if if Robin Roberts didn't touch everybody, now she really does because oh. she, she has that blanket here in New Orleans. And it's like, okay, you're ours now, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> if if you weren't ours then, you are ours now. We love I've been, that. I've always tried to claim me, but I've always been yours. But I had to tell you when the uh, NFL approached me about doing a part of this, I, I think it's wonderful, everyone telling their football story. And so um, that's my story. I had um, um, in the hospital for 30 days, and it's just such a a scary time. And there was somebody from the North Shore who sent me the blanket. And I put it on my hospital bed, and I would be wrapped up in it and watching the games. And I think it was something, Rob, that people could – we all have some kind of Saints gear or whether it's – a cap or whatnot, but to know that at the time when I really needed just a break to stop thinking about um, the illness that I was facing at the time and just have something to cheer about, uh, that's what they did. And as I said in in, the, in that spot, you know, it's not a cure for cancer, but it just makes you forget you have it for a while. And I think that's the beauty of watching our saints, that we can put our cares aside be together, you know, cheering for the team, and it just—it's just a wonderful, wonderful feeling. And for all of us, I was at the Super Bowl a few years back, and I was thinking of my, my dearly departed dad and my brother-in-law. You know, I was looking up to the heavens, saying, "They made it, boys! They're here! They're <laughs> in the Super Bowl!" And I think a lot of people felt that way. And you said something that that stuck with me in that promo, and it's only thirty seconds, but one of the lines that that I heard in there, and I was like, "Okay, well, I, I cannot get this quote out of my head." It says, "Football gives you hope." Yeah, well, okay, like we. When you're watching a football game or you're watching a season, okay, the Saints are 6-2. and two. They could very well go to the Super Bowl. They could lose, you know, more games, but it's all about knowing that you might lose that game, you might lose that quarter. I remember, what, what was that first game? Was it was the Tampa Bay, whatever. Were they, how in the world did they come back? Uh-huh. You know, you, you would have thought that the, uh, no way they're going to win this game, and, and they did. So it, it makes you feel that anything is possible. Keep hope alive. If you lose a game, if you lose a quarter, it doesn't mean that you're not going to win the championship. Uh, because I'm having a couple of tough days because of the the cancer that I'm battling doesn't mean I'm going to succumb to it. I'm going to have a bad day, but I'm going to bounce back. And I think that's all we all want is just the possibility just to know that there's there's hope for a better tomorrow. And um, that's what that's what the Saints do for that's what they because I think about where they came from, how long it took them to have a winning season, then to win the Super Bowl. I was in there in the dome that they when they played the Falcons, the first game back after the Katrina. And there were so many people saying, well, we're not back in our people aren't back in their homes yet. Why are you all so excited about the Saints in the dome? And I'm like, you don't get it. You know, they just give us an, an this wonderful outlet where we can be one together a community with a with a common bond and a common um something that we're cheering for and so that's that's what it it does for me i just it just gives you hope it just gives you hope and i've gotten a chance to live outside of new orleans and and i've had the so-called the saints watch parties to where we would get the game (laughs) on a satellite or or with the football packages and it's just not the same as watching it with with a a new orleans family in new orleans the food is different the culture is different (laughs) and and no matter how bad the 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 team is doing uh just from a fan standpoint uh you're right that that hope was there and we would watch it until the very end because somehow we we would think that we can score 20 points in four minutes in the fourth quarter and anything could happen so uh anything could happen (laughs) let's talk a little bit about music a little bit my appearance on good morning america my only goal was to make you dance and, and <laughs> when I was on there for DJ Fridays, we had Sesame Street characters on there. We had uh, oh, 
we had we had so much going on, and I said, "Listen, I have to play this old school." I was talking to the the gentleman that was working with me, Eric, that day, and I said, "I have to play some old school." And I uh-huh. said, "You don't understand. Robin loves old school." And I said, "I have to get this on." And sure enough, when I look back at the tape, I'm like, "Okay, she's dancing." I made sure to have, <laughs> I made sure to have her dancing. You love the DJ Friday segments on Good Morning America, oh. and more than that, you just like to have fun on the show. I love to have fun, Rob, and I love our DJ Fridays because to me, well, first of all, I can't dance a lick, but that doesn't keep me from dancing and moving and grooving, and I can really dance when I'm in my chair behind the anchor (laughs) desk, you know, because once I stand up, that's when I'm in trouble. But no, it's just something, especially my, my favorite event, if I'm not going to a Saints game, I'm at Jazz Fest. You know that's what New Orleans is about. Good music. I I just I, I'm in that gospel tent. You know, I, first thing I do is get my pork chop sandwich. Uh-oh. You know, that's the only time I eat Wonder Bread. You know, so I got my pork chop sandwich. <laughs> go to go to the gospel tent, and I'm I'm all set. But when you were on, and I kind of looked over at you, and, and again, thank you for the pralines. They were very tasty. I, I got a couple of cavities from them because I didn't share, but that's okay. No problem. But I like how you spin. I like how you spin, my man, because it it to me, I like old school. Well, I'm I- just I'm telling you. I look forward to being on here again. And uh, in the meantime, you, you talk about New Orleans food. What's the last great New Orleans dish that you've had? Oh, gosh. Oh, where was I just re- – oh, I'm going to – I was on Magazine because Sally Ann had her, um, her book uh, party. Okay. And we were um, down uh, outside the quarter. And I can't – oh, it was on Magazine. It was so good. It was like a, like uh, – uh, Ricky's or Dickie's or it was so good. I had, um, in fact, when when I got up from the table and I walked outside, I had to bend over. I was like, "Whoo!" It was like a fork. You know? I need a break. <laughs> I need. A break. I was like, I had to put my hands up over my head. Like, I'm all right. I'm all right. All right. But uh, yeah. So I just, I just love everything about about New Orleans. In basketball terms, you, you may have needed a uh, a, a twenty second timeout. And, uh, I, did. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I did. I certainly did need that. Now, You're if we right could take it that. to the hardwood for a second, uh, you, you played at Southeastern. Um, uh, you played basketball. We have the Pelicans who who played the Los Angeles Lakers uh, this evening. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on the NBA or the New Orleans Pelicans? If you had a time uh, to check them out, and and just your thoughts on the season. Well, it's fun because uh, my nephew, who's now Sally Ann's son, who now is up here going to college, uh, going to school. Actually, he's um, he's going to be a, a rapper or a musician, or uh, he's he's just so very talented. But season ticket holder for the Pelicans, and would go to the games and support. And I just really am very appreciative of um, the major sports that are there. Now, speaking of the home team, LSU plays Alabama this weekend. It, it's it's Ooh. a big rivalry. They play in Tuscaloosa. It, any thoughts on that game Ooh. this weekend? I'm gonna pick Bama. I'm no, on with no, the not at network. All. You think I'm gonna pick Bama? <laughs> My mama didn't raise no fool. Hey. LSU, baby, LSU all the way. LSU all the way. Well, we should all see that way. game tomorrow, and uh, we'll get you out of here on this one. We know you have a lot of things coming up and, and going on for the weekend. But uh, if if you were uh, just if they said, Robin, listen, we need you to come down on the sideline and, and put on a headset and and, and uh, give Sean Payton some 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 plays. Uh, some guidance in, into what the Saints should do for this game this Sunday. What would you tell Coach or Drew Brees or, or anybody on the Saints defense or Rob Ryan? Um, and uh, you know what, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give out any advice to to, to Sean Payton. I think he's I think he's gonna have a I know he's gonna have a solid game plan. Uh, Rob Ryan's gonna gonna shut down the Cowboys. O and it's gonna be a W. Big O W. We're gonna we're going to be seven and two. And where Next will you we talk? Where will you watch the game this Sunday? 
I will be watching from my humble abode here in New York City. I get a package so I could be able to watch all, all the games. Okay. I, cause, because, you know, before it would be that if I, if they weren't on – because being a Saints, if they weren't a national game, I couldn't see them. I'm like, no, 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 that's not going to work. You have a, 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 an awesome interview coming up with uh, former Rutgers coach Mike Rice on 2020 this evening. Uh, can you briefly touch on that? Yes. Uh, you know, he was uh, at Rutgers and was fired about seven months ago. Um, people remember the video. You could hear him. You could see him um, physically and verbally abusing his players at Rutgers. Um, an assistant coach, former NBAer. Uh, Eric Murdoch um, released a video uh, to ESPN in April. And uh, Mike Rice, I, I sat down with him last week. His wife, his kids were there. He does not make excuses. He doesn't try and sugarcoat uh, what we saw with our own eyes. Um, he also, what I really appreciate, Rob, is that we're talking about what has happened in those seven months. He went down to uh, Houston to work with John Lucas who, you know, has worked with coaches and players who have had different kind of issues. And so working on anger management. Um, but I, I, I think people are going to – I don't know if they're going to change their opinion of him. Some people feel he should never coach again. Um, lessons learned, where he is now, what he's doing, his hopes. But um, just really owning up to the um, – you know, coaches, coaches sometimes they – you know, what we're seeing in Miami – uh, with the with the with the alleged bullying incident, that that sports is not immune from things that we we face in society, and uh, I appreciate that Mike Rice did not try and um, he owned up to it, um, apologizing to his players, and it's going to be interesting, Rob, to see how people uh, receive him, um, receive Mike Rice, and what he has to say, and and where he is now, and and how he's looking for redemption. Okay, well, I look forward to that interview. And if it was one person, because I was looking forward to seeing what he would say, and, and he hasn't done any interviews uh, uh, since the firing, and the one person that he would talk to is you. Robin, thank you so much for taking a few minutes of your time to call into the Black and Blue Report, and we may just have to get your post-game analysis Sunday night or Monday morning. You got it. You know where to find me, and i got, I got to get you back on GMA. I, I don't know if you need some Frankie Beverly and Mays, take you back Ooh, to Jazz Fest, uh, some Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know, I Do pulled you out. Remember? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled out the Tina Marie when I was there, so I got to make sure that I that I take it a step above that next time I'm on uh, Good Morning America, ladies and gentlemen. Can't thank you enough for calling in, Robin Roberts. Awesome interview, Rob. When we come back, I'll get you ready for another exciting week on the Black and Blue Report. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report.
You can also follow all of our broadcasters on Twitter. You can follow Sean Kelly at Sean Kelly Live, John DeShazer at John DeShazer, and myself at D. Salverson. The Pelicans app is up and running, so make sure you check that out. It has real-time stats for you during each game, and you can listen to the show from the app as well. Don't forget you can download each show via iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. One programming note, Sunday night's Pelican-Suns game will not be aired on television or the radio. For all updates, be sure to log on to Pelicans.com and follow Jim Eichenhofer at Jim Eichenhofer on Twitter for updates on the game. You can also use the Pelicans app for that as well. Next week, some of our shows will come to you on the road from Los Angeles and Salt Lake City, where the Pelicans will take on the Lakers and Jazz on Tuesday and Wednesday, plus recap Sunday's Saints-Cowboys game, and we'll also get you ready for the Saints' next opponent, the 49ers. Again, many thanks to all of our guests this week, including Dan Patrick, Daniel Cormier, and Robin Roberts. For Sean Kelly, John DeShazer, Rob Nice, I'm Daniel Salerson. Have a fantastic weekend. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report. 